Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, October, August-tober 15th, 2012. I'm Mr. Skullhead. I'm uh, alone tonight. So alone. Forever alone. Uh, Jake is traveling. He's on the road going to see... uh, He's going to come and see me eventually. Uh, He's going to go to Columbus, which everybody, of course, is doing, right? And um, I'm going to go to Columbus, so you should probably go to Columbus. If you're thinking about going places, uh, but as it happens, you uh, you have only me tonight, and I've already drank most of my beer, my weekly beer. So uh, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to answer your questions. Uh, thanks to Trixie Lixia, Sexy Lix, for a beautiful handoff and for being so gentle when she was on top. And uh, have a great night, Lix. We will see you next week. And. Um, I'm going to read some questions, and I'm going to answer them. And the things that I don't have an answer for, or that I think are interesting questions, I'm going to put in some show notes, and I'm going to give them to Jake. Uh, oh, Lixie is going to Columbus, so that's a reason to go right there. Uh, so, um, yeah, we have limited amount of bullshit uh, before the questions. I don't really know. I could like talk to myself about the shit that I've done. In the past month, I suppose. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I watched uh, Prometheus. Have you seen Prometheus? Have we watched the Prometheus? I um, I feel like I was disappointed in it in a different way than a lot of people are. They were disappointed that the ending was too open. Like, they wanted some, some answers. I was disappointed because the ending was too... cliched, kind of. So, spoilery, um, throughout the movie there are these interesting questions about who are these people and did they, were they the beginning of life on Earth and the engineers and what do they do and what's the deal with this black stuff and we, uh, so we get to meet one of these people who have like, who have maybe been the architects of all of humanity and he roars and he tears somebody's head off and he kills everybody. And he doesn't seem capable of being rational at all. And uh, it's weird to, to just end the movie with, like, okay, here's the thing we've been talking about this whole time. Mindless monster roars the way that monsters do. I'm starting to get really tired of, of monsters that roar in movies. Because it seems like every time you got to have the big, gross-looking thing, it has to look at you and then go... <laughs> before it attacks... And it's always the same sound, like they're either recycling it like the Wilhelm scream or everybody's mixing up the same like lion roar and like backward scream or whatever. But it's like, yes, I get it. Monster roar. Bleh. And uh yeah. And the like, so then we can just ram a ship with our ship and we can take it down, you know, like they did in Star Trek Nemesis and the new Star Trek in uh, I don't know fuck they probably didn't Firefly. <sighs> so it, is it? I think it's worse to have a movie that's three quarters really interesting and new, and then the last quarter like well fuck we got to do something let's crash a ship into another ship, and then that'll be good right? Yeah. So I I don't know I would probably still recommend that you see Prometheus. I would recommend that you see it as cheaply as possible. <clears throat> oh, I 
to recommend you burp as loudly as possible. Hopefully into the mic. Um, yeah. Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be neat if the monster showed up and, like, big spooky thing just kind of does this whole, like, display and doesn't say anything? Doesn't roar? Just kind of stares? Kind of drools? The alien in the original Alien didn't have to fucking roar. We knew it was freaky and had corrosive acid dripping out of its face. It didn't need any damn roar. Dracula never had to roar before. Um, yeah. So Prometheus, yeah, made me sad. You know, Ridley Scott is like godfather of sci-fi that I like and uh, didn't quite get it all the way in this time. Left me kind of feeling unsatisfied. Doing a sequel to Prometheus, I, I guess a decent idea. Michael Fassbender was awesome in that, so at least he'll be in the sequel. That'd be nice. Segatron says, wars have more gravitas if there seems to be a motive for it. Exactly. Uh, if it's just like, this is the big scary monster, he's gonna roar to give our hero a second to react in fear, or to plan his little attack. Although, the hero never takes advantage of the fact that the thing is roaring. He just stands there and looks stupefied at it. Instead of getting the fuck out. And he could have had a couple more seconds to run. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so that was the thing. A thing that happened. We watched Prometheus. I'm sorry that Jake isn't here because I know he hated it. Uh, the things that he hated about it I didn't really care about. Like having the space jockey be just one of the engineers in, in a big travel suit. That was kind of cool. Like the bioorganic organic armor stuff. Neat. Uh, lack of ideas at the end of it. Less neat. It had to have been something else. No, we went. I went to a party. I held a party at my home, and I got really drunk, mentioning uh, uh, really drunk, mixing cider and uh, various hard liquors. So that was fun. Other than that, it's been a dull week, and without Jick to tell me uh, all the stories that he is fascinating exploits of the week. I'm just going to have to move on. So we're going to move on to questions. Questions like this one. I Eat Food says, Item of the month, obsolation. Not a real word, isn't it? There have been a few items of the month, both clan and player related, that have not worked for various reasons. Every one of them is still great, but how do you feel about things not taking off like you had hoped? I know everything in this game is a learning experience for the players and you guys, and you guys, so nothing is a total wash, but I wonder if you plan for some item of the month to be amazing and some just to be more for testing things. Do you just put it out and let us decide what's optimal and fun? Most of the time, we, if it's something experimental, we probably haven't gone through all of the ramifications of what it means to every playstyle, and we just go, hey, wouldn't it be neat if we did something that dropped booze according to monster type? And we'll just throw that out there and we'll say, well, in addition to that, people would like a familiar the boost initiative, so we'll throw that in there too. So it's, uh, and you know, then we just see what people do with it. <clears throat> like with the bone garden, so we'll put these neat effects in there and a bunch of them, and then we'll let people decide what is the most useful combination there. And, uh, like, Dev will alert us if something is too broken. And if it's too powerful, or maybe not powerful enough, but... <clears throat> for the most part, we just keep... 
uh, something complicated like that, we'll just throw it out there and let people explore it. Although for... There are some definite game breakers that we've put out in the past that we know are there and that we know we need to occasionally reintroduce iterations of. So like a, a free runaway, a free fight, um, the yellow ray, the... Just the three... So things like that. If there are more of them, then there are more of them. That's cool. <clears throat> Things like that, we will on a pretty regular schedule go, okay, well, we haven't done a Yellow Ray in a while. Let's take what we're working on. We'll add a Yellow Ray onto it. And we'll, we'll make it so you can still continue to get into the speed game without having to have been here three years ago. So there's stuff like that that we definitely know. Um, sometimes we just get... I always think of the reindeer for this one. We get a design by committee kind of thing where we throw in <clears throat> a whole bunch of stuff because we don't have a really good idea. So we end up piling things on top until it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and having a, having a thing that is too many things and not one that has that real utility in it. And, uh, that's what screws us over with, like, the, the reindeer say. I mean, we also, like, this year we did a familiar in the middle of a challenge path where you couldn't have a familiar, and that didn't do very well. So <clears throat> then we learned, you know, don't do that. And uh, we were going to do another familiar during the zombie run that wasn't a zombie, that wasn't undead, and uh, had learned from our experience and didn't do that. So I don't, I don't think it's ever a wash. Like obvi or, or a, I don't think it's ever a horrible thing. We would obviously like to make more money than less, but we're not so precarious. I don't think that a single bad month is a horrible thing. Now we have some, you know, like the Monster Manuel and some other the two Mister A familiars to soak up a little bit of that pain. So we're willing to take a chance on something that we think will be interesting and then see see what happens. So I would say, yeah. For the most part, we like to put things out and let you decide what's optimal and fun about them. But we do know some standard tropes, some things that you like, you, that you people like <laughs> that we will feed you. And we do rely on dev to say, like, okay, so it does these eight things. Which one of those is the one that's supposed to make us care? We're like, God damn it, dev. Couldn't you have could you have cushioned that blow a little bit? And they say, no, no. If you're going to put out something that's suboptimal like that, then you're going to face our ire. So, uh, also, I Eat Food says, the Alice card game is like this. When, I, when it first came out, I didn't have the time to learn to play, so I just summoned the packs. Now that I have time, the game is never played, so I'm stuck with playing with that dumb robot. That makes the cards pointless now, other than for store credit. I would buy that tome a hundred times over, even knowing how it turned out, but I hate that it didn't become big like the PvP revamp did. Well, I mean, Alice's army never gets revamped. And, you know, like, maybe it does. Maybe when Jake is at my house, we're going to sit down and say, alright, damn it, we're going to come up with five more cards for Alice's army, and we're going to work out our issue about how we're going to roll them out, and we're going to put them in the store, and we're going to get it going. So, I wouldn't assume that it's been abandoned. Uh, actually, you know, like, 
I played four or five games of Alice's Army today, because I noticed people talking in there, and there are, I mean, right now there are 43 people listening to the Wizards of the Coast channel for Alice's Army, so I, I mean, I would guess that you could get a game going. People are posting lots of, just put a game up, just put a game up, so, I don't know, I think it's still going, I think it... It could be revitalized if we put an expansion in. I do think that I mean, we're okay with the fact that people were into it for a while and then they stopped being into it because it was an item of the month, after all. It wasn't a like a permanent fixture in the way the PvP revamp is. But you know, it would be cool to have it more active and I would love to do an expansion pack and I've not given up on that yet. So. Don't give up faith. I eat food. Keep eating that food. Uh, guy says, shouldn't the pinch ghost skill bypass physical resistance? Seems weird to have a limited target attack, which does almost no damage to its potential targets. Ghosts. Uh, that I'm going to add to the show notes, and I'm also going to add... Also, I get why ultra rares don't have Manuel factoids, but it seems sad that they're left out. Maybe when someone with a Manuel kills an ultra rare... All existing Manuels can gain a factoid for it and a braggy chat announcement with the finder's name. This way, collecting them all will be non-impossible and cooperative. That is super cool. Uh, that is an incredibly cool idea. And uh, I'll throw it to Jake and see what he thinks. Thanks, Lugie. <sighs> Brickers. No, can't really answer that. Uh, Grammy says, when does Word Realms have its official release? Uh, we were aiming for October 15th, and obviously we're going to miss that, but it should be really damn soon. Uh, also, will we have a corresponding challenge path to coincide with this release? No. No, sir. No. So, uh, Log from Blamo says, So the spouse was watching some real estate porn reality shows a while back. It may have been Love It or Listed, or maybe House Hunters, or some other show that I'd like to destroy utterly. Whichever one, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that the people on the show do not seem quite human. For example, one couple not only took heated tile floors as an absolute given, but they were absolutely flabbergasted when the renovator suggested them that electric floor heaters would be as good as hot water floor heaters. Have you ever had to deal with people who so utterly lacked perspective that the embossing on their wedding invitations had more depth than the entire remainder of their lives? That was a very Reddit-style, like... I'm going to introduce a thing, and then I'm going to ask a question that's maybe vaguely related at the end of it. Uh, yeah, you know, the wife and I watch those shows when we go on vacation. That's our, like, we're away from the kid. What are we going to do this morning? Like, well, uh, we're going to sit in bed and watch HGTV. And part of it is to hate those people that, like, oh, these wall color, this wall color is horrible. We can't get in this house. Like, bitch, you can paint. Or... Ugh, the furniture in here is so ugly. Yeah, but you know, this carpet's so dirty, I couldn't ever be in this house. And watching them go into the houses that are like the pristine show houses and walking away from them because there was some random thing wrong. It's like, damn it, lady, when we moved into our house, it had no floors in a couple of rooms, and it had red walls and green walls and flesh-colored walls, and we, we painted and we fixed it, and it's really nice now. He idiots. But, I mean, like, Love It or Listed, uh, House Hunters is definitely one of the faker shows on there, the, the AV Club revealed. Uh, 
that uh, sometimes the houses that the people are looking at are like a friend's house that's not even for sale that they just kind of gussy up and bring the people in and uh, a lot of times the people have already decided on a house before they start and so they have to find two other random houses for them to look at and yeah not even not even a little bit real I, mean, I guess like in the context of looking at a house anybody could look like a dick if they were edited right I mean, you could have me going into this house and like, ah, oh, this bedroom is so small, it's only 15 by 14. And maybe I'd just seen one that was 20 by 20, but, you know. Uh, or, oh, this siding is so ugly because it's vinyl and I, it has to be a brick house. And you'd go, why? It doesn't have to be a brick house. And I'd say, because I'm a fan of funk. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for derailing me onto something that I enjoy watching, which is uh, real estate porn. What I like more on the HGTV channel, though, is ye old like yard crashers and uh, house crashers. Those are fun. The because uh, that is straight up porn. That is like, so I was just at the hardware store and all I was trying to do was get a faucet for my sink, and this beautiful man came. And he offered to come back to my house with me, and I took him back to my house, and he gave me a $50,000 new kitchen! Like, that's excitement. I miss the old, like, bathroom confidential and stuff, though, where it was more, you're a do-it-yourself guy, here are things that you can do yourself in a bathroom. And, and now, aside from the obvious, and now it's more, this is your fantasy of what you would love to have somebody do to you in your bathroom. Yeah. Let's see. In the channel, uh, Lord Turo says 15 by 14, that's bigger than my entire living space. Uh, yeah, our, our bedroom here in the house is 15 by 15, but that's because it was an addition to the house, so it's the biggest room in the house, and it's not... Like not like a hundred percent connected to the house, I would say, um, but it is kind of awesome. It is huge, and then cool. I eat food. Says delete me, please. I would never delete you. I eat food. Erich says, "How's the progress on ferns? Why are these going?" Um, I think it just needs C.D. Moyer's gentle touch right now, and his time is being largely taken up with word realms. So, I feel like that's going to take a little bit more time. Uh, two, will factoids be added for the flame event monsters? I don't think so. I'm surprised that they're still fightable, but I think Jick had those for a while, and he didn't put the factoids on them, and I assume he did that for a reason. Um... Erich says, you mentioned that Element File of Initiative would be good candidates for Manuel, so I'm curious, what wouldn't you want Manuel to show? I, uh, the monster's deepest personal fear, probably, because that's not cool. That's something that's between the monster and God. And the short says, I love Zombie Slayer, I love PvP. Any chance you'd allow the chip on your shoulder to function in run? It wouldn't make Ascension easier, for one. 
Yeah, except the whole point of Zombie Slayer is the only skills that you have are the skills that the zombie gives you. So, I'll, I'll punt that over to Jake. We'll see. Uh, Eric Gukeg says, I'm sure something like this has been posed already. But if there are factoids for all monsters, even those that can't be accessed anymore, and we've read that somewhere, but it could well be wrong. Uh, well, actually, we a lot of the monsters that aren't accessible don't have factoids. There are some that the person writing them, which was usually me, didn't know were no longer accessible, so wrote factoids for. But not all of them by any stretch. But he says, anyway, if that were the case, how about having Monster Manuel come upon a lost page of his every once in a while? That would teach the player a factoid about a random retired monster or an ultra rare. Maybe also have it happen a bit more often if the player has already studied a lot of monsters. <coughs> that way, you could also retire common monsters wherever you want without barring new players from eventually completing their monster on well. And you could have three factoids even for once in a lifetime event bosses. I. Yeah. I like that idea. I also really like the the kind of kingdom-wide discovery of an ultra-rare. That is a neat idea. I would be willing to factoid up every monster in the in the database if Jick wanted to do something like that. So I think, like, the more utility we can bring to that thing, the better. Because it's going to be around for a long, long time. I should probably start delimiting these comments. Because some of them have multiple lines. Listen to me copy and paste. Thrill as I copy. Screech as I paste. Hear the dings. I go too far down in WordPad. <sighs> hey guys, says the dog delusion. Have you thought about using the traveling trader as a vector for redistributing replaced skills that you don't want to completely remove from the game? If you replace Tongue of the Seal with something, for example, the traveling trader could show up with tomes of it as permanent or temporary stock. Or is that not what the traveling trader is for? And, uh, yeah, that's not what the traveling trader is for. I think he really needs to just be a bringer of weird, shiny things. Yeah. Uh, two, if you had to include your mom as an NPC, monster, item, etc. in the game, what would you do? If I had to put my mom into KOL, I'd either make her a semi-rare encounter in the Spooky Raven Library, or a usable item that replenishes MP. Uh, I think my mom would be a non-player character in the guild. I think she could run the grimoire. She's very personable. And he says usable with an E at the beginning or in the middle or usable without the E. I, uh, I think I do U-S-E-A-B-L-E -E when I type it. Uh, let's see. Tyrone Jones says, When were you closer to shutting it all down and walking away? If it is not personal, was it due to players, work-life balance, data spiders in the servers, winning the lottery? Uh, why didn't you just pack it in at that point? Was it coworkers, player support, medication, seeing a baby, enjoying giggling? <sighs> um, I can't speak for Jack. I know that he gets frustrated with some of the way Kingdom is and his responsibilities. I don't know how far that frustration goes. I think when we rolled out NS13, 
and were met with just this wall of resistance and people saying their bug reports or their 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 reports on the whole thing were this is not the same as it used to be i can't play this the way that i used to instead of i've played through this and it's unbalanced like before anybody really had played through any of it people were complaining and complaining and complaining and we had worked for so long on that and done so much shit with it and had given it so much thought that it really got us really low but I mean, what pulls you out of it is well there are some people complaining but they're not the only people there are probably people who are enjoying it now Anybody who joins the game from here on out is going to enjoy it. And if people keep joining and keep enjoying it, that's proving the people who are complaining wrong. So, let's just keep going and see what happens. Uh, it's not... I've never been too tempted to walk away from Kingdom. I mean, for one thing, I have a wife and a kid and a mortgage. But, uh, for another... Nothing that I could be doing is as cool as this. And I keep thinking, like, well, if I found another job, I'd say, well, if I found another job that paid great and and was as cool, maybe, then I would still want to work for Kingdom. I would just say that Jake didn't have to pay me anymore. I would still be hanging around with you guys because I I don't want to ever say goodbye to this community and the work that I do on KOL. Uh, Tyrone Jones says, Has anyone ever tried to put a number on the value of KOL? Have any of the big boy publishers ever tried to entice you to sell the game? We had an offer that, like, at the heap, the, the, the peak of our popularity, we had an offer that was, if I remember correctly, like $50,000. And Jake just laughed. Because, yeah, that was not even six months worth of, that wasn't even two months worth of income that the game was generating at that point. So it was just, it was patent, patently ridiculous, and that's really the only offer we've ever had. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, we sent them packing right quick. I don't even know what selling the game to someone would mean. Would it mean that they keep all the money coming in and then we're their employees and they pay us a salary? Does it mean they just take it over and run it as best they can? But, uh, you know, either way, even if there had been a good offer back then, and Jake was right to say that it wasn't worth giving up the control, that selling the game to someone and having them turn it into something that we didn't want it to be, like... <clears throat> make every joke more obvious, cut down on the text, put better graphics in, put ads in, put another currency in the game that you could buy, and add more things that you can only get if you buy, and make it so you can only play five turns and then you have to wait five minutes or give us a dollar. And, uh, yeah, we just didn't want to do any of that shit. And anybody who took it over would probably want to maximize revenue in a way that we just don't want to do because we don't want to be lame. So yeah, we never wanted to, to sell it. Yeah. 
Um, let's take a little music break. I think I'll take a, a break every half hour for the sake of my throat. Alright, we're back. It is uh, another lonely night for Mr. Skullhead. It's a Skullhead-only show. Uh, Jake is on a road trip that will culminate in Columbus. I didn't say he was leaving tonight so that he could go to Columbus like now. You know, he's uh, he's gonna go see hot stuff for a bit. He's gonna drive around the Midwest some. He's gonna go uh, to Columbus. Then he's gonna come to my house. And that's gonna be cool. We're gonna make some magic while he's here, I think. And we might even work on the game, too. Uh, so, you know, we're also gonna be blowing each other, of course. Uh, but we may should time ferment ferment should time ferment we will also do some kingdom work <clears throat> problem with the throat it's not cooperating I'm doing my best uh, back to the question third wind says I just want to say first that the opening and closing sequences of zombie slayer are some of the most awesome and epic stuff you've ever done they really really blew me away that was all riff and he was so great with that I really enjoyed reading those since I didn't do any of that writing. I got to just experience it, and it was lovely. I rather enjoyed it. Uh, that said, I feel like more could be done in the crypt in the spooky Raven Manor. What do you think about that? I think that uh, Riff is really good at raising the bar, in which case uh, he makes some things look bad by retrospect. But I think that stuff is pretty good the way it is. Like It doesn't need to serve as large a purpose as setting the scene for Zombie Slayer did. So I think it's okay. Uh, Galapagos James said, So, 5800 is for a monster that no longer exists. Instead of scrapping the idea altogether, let Monster Manuel hand that on Halloween as a generic trick-or-treat if you have him installed. Now I'm curious. I have to check again what that item is. Oh, right, right. Um, no. 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 It, it's, trust me, it's fine. Uh, Schlurp says, should I hold off ascending for the next couple of weeks and prepare for a Halloween world event? Or am I going to be as disappointed as a kid who just got a Mary Jane candy from the richest house on the block? I believe there's not a Halloween event in the Pike. I believe we talked about it and decided not to. That said, we could have our conference call on Wednesday and Jake, should, <coughs> Jake could say, you know what? I've got half of this Halloween world event done. Let's do it. So, uh, as far as I know, you're safe, but I don't know the, the farthest of my knowledge. Uh, Schlurp says, also, worst trick-or-treating item to give out? Bit of honey, man. I would rather have an apple than a bit of honey. I would rather have a toothbrush than a bit of honey. Just, you know, fuck. Fuck a bit of honey. Right in the ear. Whoa. Uh, Gulaglu says, Question for Jake Scully, do you ever worry you put too much emphasis in the way of content on one element and not others? 
understandably some may be easier to find inspiration for than others, but have you ever stopped yourself from adding something or redesigned it to fit an underutilized element instead? No, we we just kind of made peace with the fact that it's way, way easier to do spooky than anything else. So we have more spooky than anything else, and that's just fine. You know, it's, It just has to be okay. Because <clears throat> the lines that we have to walk for sleeves make it a little bit harder. And they're just... Yeah, it's just not worth agonizing about. We do what we can. Let's see... Uh-huh. Volp says, Why is there no way to discard Autoerotosel excess Nemesis familiar hatchlings? On a similar vein, would it be possible to allow more quest items to be discarded when they're no longer useful, similar to the evil meter? I Love Me Volume 1 comes to mind for this. Um, well, <clears throat> I see what you're getting at. I think that we can, we can look at ways to clear up your inventory a little bit. Lord knows that's why I spend almost all of my time in random hardcore runs that I tend to drop when new content rolls out, and yeah. Eh. Do my best. Eh. Oh, and uh, Agua de Vida bottles. Right, right. People get them piling up. And I get that. You want to get rid of them? I hear you, bro. I know that feel. Ding. Uh, see, that's a little too rough. Uh, Myth Captor says, says underwater clan dungeon. You created a ton of gear, buffs, familiars, etc., that only function underwater. Nessie is a big zone, but wouldn't it be neat to expand the usefulness of those items into a clan dungeon? Some sort of underwater lake, maybe. Uh, yeah, you know, we have at least two clan dungeon ideas that are just sitting and moldering in the dust. That could be a third one. We can just sit there. Because it, it really, it's not like we have a list of things that we have to do before we can do something else. It's just kind of wanting to have it, I don't know. It's kind of whatever we want to work on, so that could be something that we end up wanting to work on. Think about it. Wax says, can you add mounts at level 20? You can make them load pages faster. My only mount is your mom. <laughs> and, let's see, uh, Solazar says, I really appreciate this year's annual, annual familiars had spleen and content drops as well as their Valleycon Faircon rolls. Do you plan to continue this with next year's pair of annual familiars? Yes. 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 Yes, we do plan on doing the same thing with a different skin and uh, a, a wildly different mechanic, of course, and content will be all new. But yes, we're going to keep doing them that way. Uh, to any plans to work on the quest tracker? I personally find it pretty useful to just glance over at the character panel and get a refresher on which quests I have in progress. It's a nice uh, feature, but it would be all the better if it covered the whole main quest. It always seems a shame when I look over there and see, sorry, this tracker is a work in progress. Yeah, we're working on it. I think it'll be easier to get that finished once we've revamped all the quests. 
Uh, number three, you've worked on some quest revamps since I've been playing the game. Let me say I enjoy the new quests more than the old in all the cases I can think of. I know you're working on a revamp for the level 9 quest and that you'd like to revamp the sorceress. Do you consider it likely that you will be revamping the MacGuffin or the Mysterious Island quests? I assume not, since those are some of the newer quests in the game. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, right now we're working on level 9. The plan is to have that done before the end of Zombie Slayer, which is November 15th. And... I don't know that we want to do too much to MacGuffin or too much to the Hippie Frat War. That'll probably be just some fine-tuning and tweaking and not a huge deal. So we won't... We're not going to mess with those too much. The Sorceress, I think we want some radical changes there. Like, every time that I play through and I hit it and hit the, the riddles and then the keys and... Uh, I want it to be gone. Mm -hmm. uh, WBO Quine says, have uh, either of you noticed your sense of humor changing over the years? Are there jokes in the game that you thought were funny when you wrote them but that you now dislike? Yeah, the new Jack Gnome. I'm still not sure what was going through my brain. I don't know, like, when you're a writer, anything that you wrote more recently than yesterday, you second guess, and the, the longer it's been since you've written it, the more you've changed and the more your style has changed and the more it seems like, not only did I not write this, some total dipshit wrote this, and that's just sad. So yeah, it's a, uh, <clears throat> there are plenty of things on the website that uh, I'm a little embarrassed to have written. And I notice that when I go back over things, when I need to, like, read things in the wiki, it's like, ah, oh, man, I thought this was so funny. Yeah. Wait a moment. Numbat says, can we get a message after rollover saying what extra turns and fights we got? It would make it a bit easier to spot when something fails to give the bonus. It would be nice to know what we are doing in our houses, tents, holes in the ground with our meat maids. Look, what you're doing with your meat maid is your own business, buddy. But that's not a bad thought. Let's see. Uh, Doglord420 said, Before Ascension, what used to happen when you defeated the Naughty Sorceress? Uh, you couldn't defeat the Naughty Sorceress before Ascension. You would get all the way to the top, of, or all the way to the tower, and it would, when you got to the top, it would say, give you a note that said, we're still working on this, and pretty soon you'll be able to get up in the Naughty Sorceress's grill, but not yet. XOXO, Jenkins Gully. So... That's where we landed on that for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could not ascend at all until... Or you couldn't beat the Sorceress at all until Ascension was there. Uh, and it's okay that he didn't know that, Devin. And now, come on now. Come on, man. Uh, questions... 
So, Jake, if I sent you a copy of what I consider to be the best Terry Pratchett book, would you at least give it a go to read it? It's the one I always start people with, and I've had a lot of people become, if not fans, and at least occasional tolerators. No, you leave him to me, Devin. I'll give him Nation, and we'll see if he'll read it. And... See, uh, Jaskali, your son is starting to get to the age where you can craft him into a gamer and pop culture nerd. Any plans for which game slash media you're going to start with? Well, we already play uh, Mario Kart together. He's not great at it, but uh, he enjoys it. And he enjoys making me's on the Wii. Uh, today, without any prompting, he drew Mario and Yoshi. Uh, Mario with the overalls and the red and blue overalls and the letter M on his hat and everything, and uh, that was impressive. Made me think that I was on the right track. He has some of the Mario and Luigi Connects sets with the race cars and stuff. That was more for me than him. So I think, you know, I think you've got to start with Nintendo for gaming. They're just the best at, at that kind of thing for kids. He doesn't really do any other technology so much, except for the occasional like kids book that reads itself aloud on my phone but I'm never proud of that it's just when we're driving sometimes we have to we gotta do what you gotta do and yeah so uh, you know, like his screen time is limited for now but I think it, it'll definitely be the Nintendo stuff and the classic Nintendo you can do like I did start with Mario Brothers around 7 New Mario World and I'm not I'm not gonna go for any of the super violent stuff to begin with or to end with or ever if I can help it but I don't know eventually he's gonna want to play a first person shooter and I guess I'll have to go with that even though I'm not a huge fan of that genre hmm. uh, the Somebody also, another person suggesting the underwater. Um, somebody also suggesting an underwater clan dungeon. Uh, um, MS, MS Tyler says, So, can we get a confirmation as to whether the Skulldozer is the last thing that grows from the shiny new plot? I seem to remember someone asking this question regarding peppermint, so I don't know if this is far enough along for you guys to give a definitive answer or not. If not, that's cool. Um, it is. I don't see why. I don't see a point in making you wait to find out. Yeah, totally is. That is the last thing. It is the last. So. You may harvest your skulls with impunity. Uh, Zenosa says, off topic, I remember a few months back you guys were talking about Reddit and how creepy it is. I wasn't. I was talking about Reddit and how everything it is. I think it's unfair for generalizations to be made about the Reddit community based on the creepy subreddits that are around, because there's subreddits for everything. Like, there are 10,000 active ones. And of course, some of them are going to be creepy. Um... 
it's not great that Reddit. So, uh, what do you guys think then about the brewing battle between Reddit and Gawker Media? There's been some drama after a Gawker writer exposed the identity of a prominent Reddit mod for r slash creep shots and r slash jailbait, and Jezebel posted an article commending someone for doing something similar. Yeah, and I've seen the like, I've seen Reddit ban links from their sites as a re- as a response to that, and I think that's ridiculous and childish. I'm not a huge fan of the way Reddit's been handling this. They circled their wagons around their creepy mod because the creepy mod is a stalwart member of the community and he keeps the creepy discussions at least illegal while also adding posts to make them incredibly creepy to make sure that they keep incredibly creepy. So, yeah... I've not been a huge fan of the way that that they go about their whole shit. But I still think that Reddit is an everything. Reddit is an internet. And you can't say, well, Reddit is just this creepy place where creepy people go to be creepy. Because it's not. Like, I did my AMA on there, and it was fine. And the places that I go on Reddit, I would never know that there was one devoted to pictures of dead kids until somebody told me and like if you like don't look at that it's a it's a microcosm of the internet and uh but you know fuck that guy and i'm definitely on gawker's side on that like i don't know so this the irony that keeps getting discussed is this is the guy who was moderating creepy shots or creep shots which is a place where guys can take pictures of girls and upload them without the girl knowing so everybody can, like, perv at them. And uh, he's real concerned with his identity being kept secret. And to me, that's just... Fuck off, dude. Just, you know, do what you want to do. But for real and for serious, you can't get all butthurt that somebody got your identity and if you're involved in compromising people's identity. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, on topic, how well do you think the level 9 revamp will be received? Well, we would like to hope that it will be received well. That's why we did it. Um, it is being written with uh, the goal in mind of having it... having people enjoy it. I would say. So, uh, yeah. All right, we really hope people like it. We've been working hard on it. And do you think the next item of the month will be designed with the upcoming challenge path in mind? Uh, probably not. The next challenge path... Probably not. It's the challenge paths with more personality that really lend themselves to an item of the month that is definitely aimed at them. So, take that in whatever sense you will. Not a question. Not a question. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Wow, there's like six things. Uh, Clyde says, things that would be super dope if they existed. Calendars. Yeah. Con souvenir items. Uh, Calendars are in the office. They will be probably not until Troubleface gets back from her trip. But they will eventually be in the store. They're in the office right now. And uh, soon we will add them 
so that you may purchase them. And uh, they're lovely. Uh, con souvenir items. I wrote them. I think Jick implemented them. I just don't think we've we've written the script. We, huh? I don't think that I've coded the thing to distribute them. I will talk to CD Moyer about that. Uh, real uses for ketchup and catsup. Well, you can use ketchup and catsup to make a number of useful items in the kingdom of loathing. I don't know what you're talking about. And a name for the gift shop guy. Wait, that's not my joke? Never mind. No, that's Gorblax. If Gorblax comes back, we will name the gift shop guy for him. Uh, there's no more beer in my cup, so I'm going to take another... Five minutes is too short. I'm going to take another eight minutes and go fill that up. And that's going to start in a minute here. And we're back, and I have another beer, and I feel confident and engaged and ready to face my future. Uh, says... Is the meat maid being moved into the dwelling a prelude to a dwelling revamp, or was it done to just free up some space in the campground? Is the kitchen going to be moved to the dwelling as well? I, I don't think the kitchen's going to be moved. I think the maid was a, a one-off move. Are there any plans to revamp anything else? Such as inventory, clan dungeons, other zones, once you're finished with the quest revamps. Um, we will always consider making little tweaks to all the interfaces and C. Moyer continues to poke at those in his spare time uh, also says Stethrel are there any plans for an astral item in the back slot uh yeah you know possibly possibly not uh hold on a sec See, ordinarily I would have just muted the mic to blow the hell out of my nose like that, but I can't. That would be dead air. We can't do it. Uh, let's see. I Eat Food says, how about an astral item that gives you an extra 100 turns on any day you choose, but can only be used 100 days into a run? Like a spleen item or something would be great for non-speed players to plan way ahead for upcoming events. Yeah, I think... If we did that, people would be a little bit annoyed with us, and rightly so. Because remember, anything that we put in for a casual player, if it has some utility somehow for somebody else, they will feel like they have to use it. Um, even if that's just being able to farm the shit out of a, a world event that nobody knew was coming, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't think that we could get away with that. Um, John Patrick MCP says, Hey, Jake, I've often heard you mention you smoke cigars. I know Mr. Skullhead is a hookah enthusiast from the ever-present bubbling during the Monday show. As a fellow smoking enthusiast, what brands, cigars, or hookah tobacco do you guys enjoy? Uh, actually, I've cut way back on the hookah since I was in the hospital. I used to smoke it every day, at least one cold, usually two. <laughs> And now I smoke it on during the Monday show, if that. And I like when I'm feeling fancy. It's the Starbuzz is the best uh, hookah tobacco I've had. 
Um, tonic. I don't know if it's tonic or toxic because of the font. That is pretty good too, but definitely Starbuzz is the truth. Right now I'm using the. I don't want their like pirates something or other because it's slightly cheaper. But yeah, I do enjoy me an occasional hookah smoke. And let's see, that's the bottom of the thread. I'm gonna F5, y'all. Oh, that's still the bottom of the thread. Are there other pages? No. All right. Uh, Lord Tarot enjoys Fantasia and all Fakir. All Fakir. I've, I've never had Fantasia. All Fakir is too dry for me. And a lot of my friends won't smoke the stuff that I smoke, the, like the Starbuzz or the Tonic Toxic, because it's too syrupy, and they prefer like a harsher smoke, and that is just absolutely the last thing that I'm going for in a hookah. So, yeah, I like them, like them syrupy. I like not as much nicotine. Alphacar, I think, occasionally would make me sick because I was getting so much nicotine through, and that seems like not what you go to a hookah for. So I thought it was weird. Uh, I'm the smooth jazz of the Q&A world, says uh, a fella named Riboflavin. Thanks, Riboflavin. I... I... Looking at everything. My voice. Oh, yes, it's a voice that uh, is devoid of sounding like Ray Romano. <laughs> And, sorry, following links in chat, bad idea when there's nobody to pick up the slack. I guess we could jump into the Radio Bugbear archive and see if there's anything there that anybody wants to talk about. Uh, we'll go to the bottom of that. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, there's like nothing in here, so. Um. Linguini Lad says, Bugger feature, I fought six blazing bats and haven't gotten a single Monster Manual fact. Yes, there are no uh, factoids for flame monsters. I don't think any World Event monsters do. I think those are just... And the flaming stuff are just the only World Event monster that we still have. <sighs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Miss Train says, Would you allow us to sort Monster Manual by zone? It would make it easier to collect and retrieve entries. I know. But... The zone that the monster is in is not an intrinsic property of the monster in a way that we could sort that out, according to Jake. It's a code thing. He said there's a code thing. Right. Um, yeah. You know, if I had thought in advance that Jake wouldn't have been able to make the show, which, to be fair, I probably should have thought of that, I would have grabbed me a vaginal blood fart to fill in the blanks, but I didn't. Uh, let's see who's on Skype. Uh, you know, Echo sound test service, that would be fun. Yeah. I'll do what I gotta do. Um, uh, of the Hill People says, Radlibs, bringing back the hilariousness of filling in poop or something close to it in every word box and laughing all the way to the bank. 
I've really been enjoying sending libs to people and having them fill them out. I think that uh, it's it's a fantastic addition to the game, and I'm glad that it exists. Infested Jerk said, can, can time gear be added to a no-smash list? No, go ahead and smash it. Hmm. Yeah, Lord Tarot says, damn, it's going now. I want to have a smoke. Like, yeah, so do I, buddy. But I can't, uh, can't stop the show and get my smoke on. Um, yeah, so that's all that's in there. Um, did... Take a minute, guys, and think about what you like and hate about this game and what you wish would change and, uh, questions that I can answer. Um, just take, take like five minutes and think about that and we'll be back. Hey, we're back, and we're talking about hookahs and radio chat, and that's always fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know that there are studies that say that smoking a hookah is worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes all in one go. Um, yeah, I don't buy it. Said studies involved heating the tobacco hotter than a coal would ever, ever, ever heat it. Which means, of course, you get more shit out of it. Like, I'm not saying that the hookah is healthy for you, and I'm certainly glad that I'm not smoking it every day these days. But, uh, I don't know. I think it's a good way to get out of the habit of smoking. If you're a cigarette smoker, you can kind of spend all day going, well, okay, at least when I get home, I can relax and smoke my hookah, and then I'll be fine. And it gets you over that mental hump of needing the nicotine fix. And the nicotine fix is so much in your head than so much more in your head than it is a physical thing. So, if you're thinking, "Well, I, I gotta wait all day, then I can have my fix," that helps a whole lot. It's like the hookah helped me quit smoking. Then I just had to quit smoking the hookah. Uh, if you ever see me at a meet, though, t- to be honest, you'll see me smoking cigarettes because I don't know for some reason. Whenever I'm away from home. It just seems like a safe and okay thing to do. And I realized that that's silly. But, uh, god damn do I enjoy it. I won't let me, won't let myself smoke when I'm at home. But for Columbus, or for KOLCon, or whatever, yeah, I'll, I will smoke almost a pack a day. And then I'll come home, and I will stop. Um, Quine says, Hey Scully, here are some questions to help you single man the podcast. Are there any jokes in the game that are obvious inside jokes that have special meaning to you and your friends? If there are, I want to explain the stories behind them. Uh, there's definitely them. <clears throat> the There's one that has, like, think about how sweet they are, think about how tart they are, or something similar. Which is from uh, one of Jick's friends, when he was super high, was eating some sweet tarts, and Jick was saying, think about how sweet they are. Now, think about how tart they are. And that entertained the dude for a couple of hours. So that's... That's an inside story. I... I don't know if there are a whole lot of those. I, there may be a what did you do to my door in the game somewhere. Just that's a me and Jick thing. When we were first becoming friends, really, almost. Um, like one of the first times he was over at my house. 
We got to like the roughhousing that the dudes do, like pushing each other around, wrestling, you know, that kind of shit. And I like went into my room and shut the door. And he hit the door hard enough on the other side that my bookcase fell and punched a hole through the inside of my bedroom door. And I opened the door and I was all mad, but I was a teenager and I was and so when I tried to go, What did you do to my door? He came out, What did you do to my door? What did you do? What did you do to my door? And so he started responding, What did you do to my door? What did you do to my door? And then I wasn't mad anymore. And uh, that was the not the first time and not the last time that Jake managed to not get hit for something he should have been hit for. He also says, Is Monster Manuel accurate and reliable, or is he just making shit up? Um, I think for the most part, he is accurate and reliable. Um, there's really no way to double check when he's talking about, like, a monster's favorite food or likes and dislikes. Um, you really gotta take his word for it. Uh, he also says, He seems to have an awareness of you and Jick. Is he talking about the real you and Jick, or the Jick and Scully characters that are characters and then have adventures? Uh, I guess I've never thought about this, but are the Jick and Scully characters in the game just regular adventurers, or are they adventurers with special powers, like the Lord British character in Ultima? Um, I don't really separate myself and my character all that much. Uh, I don't know that Jick does either, partially because he doesn't play his character a whole lot. He just thinks of it as an extension of him. So, uh, we do have special powers, uh, including the ability to summon items out of the ether. Uh, it's always weird for me watching people, like, lust after a hand turkey outline or something and uh, come up with a plan, say, at KOL Con Casino Night to pool all of their resources and maybe by the end of the night get one of them for themselves. And I'm just like, I can just type slash item hand turkey outline and one will pop into my inventory. I could just be handing them out like candy. And if to anybody who sent me a picture of their tits. But I don't. I don't do that. Because that wouldn't be fair to everybody who is a boy. And who doesn't want to send me their tits. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to send me your tits. If you were not a boy. Or even if you were. Anyway, let's not go on a tangent about how much people should send me tits. Uh, so that was uh, all the questions that we accumulated over that break. Thanks, WVO Quine, though, for helping me out. Uh, oh, Russell Butter said, Hey, Mr. Skullhead, what is your favorite Halloween candy in-game and in the real world? Oh, I'm going to have to go look at the wiki. Do you know how much we use the KOL wiki in a given week? <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, trick or treat in the wiki. Uh, let's see. Looking at Daffy Taffy are pretty awesome. He was writing those jokes. were super fun. I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights. I don't know. I like the hobo. I like all of the hobo adventures for trick-or-treating. I don't know about their drops, how I feel about those. I like Everlasting Deck Swabber as a joke. That's just a great joke. And 
still looking. I'm looking at them all. I have to look at them all. I don't know. One of the best ones. I don't want to give you a, just some flippant answer. I really like Children of the Candy Corn. That's a, a great joke. <laughs> he who walks behind the counter of the candy store and all. Good stuff. And uh, the fact that it gives you an effect called Chill Blains of the Corn. Yeah. I'm going to have to say Children of the Candy Corn. Good stuff. Uh, so, we are currently getting to play as a zombie. Any plans in the future to expand out to other tropes? Say a Crimbo Elf or a Pirate or maybe 007, since Batman seems to have stalled out. I don't know, I know we're going to want to take a break from the just like branching skill tree thing for a bit. Um, we don't have any immediate plans on the docket, not that I would tell you if we did. But, uh, I don't know, we're always thinking about different ways to entertain you. Holy Christ, that's a big spider on the roof of my office. That is truly ex an exceptional spider. I'm just gonna let it live and let live, that's what I say, as long as it stays on the other side of the room on the ceiling. And so, also says Ruster Butter, and just a thought on the Alice's Army idea, if you just want to expand it and not sell it again, you could always just have a thing in the forest shop where you could trade the summon packs for packs of the new expansion, that way the people who currently have it would have access. People who don't have the summons go can keep acquiring through the mall. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've, I don't think anybody's saying that we should have put the Alice's Army tome back in the Mr. Store for an item of the month. I think what we settled on was having just... Jick wants to add any cards that we add, just add them to the rotation of cards that get summoned into packs, and then sell for the month that we do that, sell a booster box like we did with the original set, so you can get them all at once if you want to. I... I don't know if I want them separate or not. I think that's a decent way to do it. Um, I think mostly at this point we're just stuck with coming up with new cards that would be interesting, that wouldn't obsolete cards that are currently there, but wouldn't be overpowered. Since there is a, there's a delicate, beautiful balance, I like to think, to Alice's Army. And I know there isn't. I'm sure there are some things that nobody uses and some things that uh, only people like me use. Because they go, oh, that looks like a big number. And, uh... Pafwang! Lord Tarot has checked in. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think it's more at this point of just... Coming up with the cards, taking the time instead of doing some other things. Instead of coming up with the cards. No tits yet. Come on, you guys. Oh, wait, you can't post pictures to tits in open chat. The moderators will be sad. So private message the tits if you would. And, um... I don't know. I'm out of things to talk about again. The breaks will become more frequent. They might start involving Christian rap. Yeah, give me something to talk about, please. Or I am not responsible for what I do. That was bracing. Huh.
I got to play that song for MC Front a lot when I was driving him around at Comic Con or at the KOL Con, and he was uh, amused and entertained. That makes me happy. That may have been why he let me up on stage with him, because he said, "You know what? Clearly, uh, your Christian rap shows that you have a gift, a gift for flow that must not be denied to the world." Oh, Grimmy says, if it's not too late to ask, why can't we pulverize elemental nuggets into powders? We can smash them forward in the powder nugget wad form, but we cannot do the reverse. Why not? Um, well, come on, man. That, that doesn't make any sense. Of course you can smash them forward into the powder nugget wad form, but why would you be able to smash them backwards? Honestly. Honestly. Get tried in the game. Uh... Yeah, there's nothing, like, nothing super pressing to talk about here. Uh, I will just throw some more songs in the queue and probably call it an early night for you guys. I uh, don't want to just prattle on, like, mad when I don't have anything to say. So, uh, yeah, let's just throw some more songs in and continue trying to talk as if it's not a thing while I do that. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see you next week. We should have a full show next week. Thank you for tuning in, and good night. <laughs>